Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Michael, you know how great it is to be back in Tampa Bay? I just can't tell you how exciting it is to be back in the saddle. Welcome home, Jim. Nice to have you back. It is nice. After all those road miles, you got to make sure you tune into Friday's show as Martha and I will talk to you about our trip. But we are so grateful to the Lord for those safe 5,685 miles that we drove in the last 16 days, broadcast from across the country. So grateful, though, to be back with our studio audience and right here in Tampa Bay, where they have moisture and water and clouds occasionally, as opposed to the desert southwest. All right, you've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. Thank you so much for tuning into I Work For Him. As you can listen to us live on iHeartRadio, letstalkfaith.com, and Talk America Radio coming back on the air, as well as the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Faith Play. You know, the question's been asked for decades. Are our Christian children better off in a public school or a private Christian school? Or private school, for that matter, maybe even homeschool. What is the secret answer? Is there really a right or a wrong answer? I don't really know. I know that our children can make an impact in public schools, private schools, and Christian schools. I know that there are Christ followers in all three types of schools. But how will, how well do our private Christian schools do in equipping our students to understand the I work for him message? How well do, how well are you Wow, it's, it's tough. Being back in front of a live microphone again, I got a little messed up again. How well are Christian schools equipping our students to bring their faith into the workplace, no matter what their work may be? Today we find out about one local Tampa Christian school, Cambridge Christian School. We talked today with Sean Minks, Brad Grable, and Sam Cuff, as they give us their perspective on how Cambridge Christian School is equipping students to impact the world they touch each and every day after they graduate and the days ahead, the rest of their lives. Gentlemen, Sean, Brad, Sam, welcome to I Work For Him. Thanks. Thanks so much. We're we're excited to have you guys in here today, and I want to just start off, Sean, I'm going to start with you because you're the head guy. You're the head of school for Cambridge Christian School, and and I know that you don't want me to focus on that, but you're the guy they put in charge, so if things go bad, you're the guy they look at, but if things go really well, you're the guy they look at too. Even though the, the credit really goes to the teachers and professors and you know guidance people and to students for doing the work, correct. Talk to me about how you became a Christ follower. Yeah, so I was uh, blessed very early on to have a Christ following mom who ensured that we were in church, uh, that we were around other Christ followers, and so at the ripe old age of five, I recall vividly laying in the bathtub and praying to receive Christ as my personal savior, uh, primarily in response to fearing hell, uh, that was not appealing to me at all. And so that's why I prayed the prayer, having a very limited understanding at that age. Uh, but I do believe that that was a genuine decision uh, that was the difference maker in my life. And it's been a, uh, you know, a series of, of growth uh, situations since that time for many years. So you take that experience as a five-year-old, and you grow up today, you're leading Cambridge Christian School. How did the Lord lead you to becoming the head of school at Cambridge Christian School? Yeah, so that's a longer story probably than we have in this hour, but uh, the, the synopsis would be uh, that, I, that you know initially I decided I'll go ahead and get a degree in education, start out at Moody Bible Institute, get some great Bible under my belt, and then decided to pursue education 
thinking I'll teach, and then uh, having no thought about Christian schools, actually, at the time. I'm a public school product. Um, even in my Christian college that I graduated from, the program was Preparation for Teaching in Public Schools. And the short story is I ended up uh, getting contacted by a Christian school in Daytona Beach, uh, coming from Minnesota at the time, made the trip down, thought I would teach for probably 30 years and then think about being an administrator, uh, thinking only old people were school administrators. And little did I know God had different plans when I moved into administration uh, much faster than that. Well, I imagine the call to Daytona Beach when you're living in the frozen tundra of Minnesota, <laughs> what people, all of your friends are going, dude, you have to take that job. <laughs> what were you doing in Minnesota? Where were you at in Minnesota? Uh, so I went to Northwestern College. Oh, now, uh, now the University, University of Northwestern. That's right. That's right. In St. Paul, Minnesota, Roseville, Minnesota, technically. That's right. Yeah, went there, transferred there from Moody, and then graduated from there with my degree in Bible and education. Phenomenal college. Phenomenal university, excuse me, now. Uh, great, great stuff going on there. I grew up in Minneapolis, so I know all about Northwestern. All right, so that led you to be head of school at Cambridge Christian School. Now, we're going to take a moment, and we're, not, we're going to go into some details on Cambridge, but I just want the audience to understand. Today, we're talking about Christian schools, and we're going to get perspectives from the head of school, from one of the professors, one of the teachers. He wasn't sure what to call him, but he's not a doctor, so I can't call him doctor. And from one of the graduating students, we've got Sam Cuffin here. He's going to graduate in May, hopefully. Sean says it's a little touch and go, but he thinks he's going to graduate in May. And we're going to get, but the perspective on Christian school today is that this is a, this is a, a, a preparing ground for our students to then be prepared to take their faith no matter where they go into the workplace in the future. And this conversation can be multiplied thousands of times across the country. And I wanted you to hear the story of Cambridge Christian School because I could get these people right here in studio with me in Tampa Bay. But I want you to know that these guys are all willing to help you reproduce what they're doing here in your part of the country. They've got they've they've been doing it for a long time. They know the formula. They can help you get started in, in your part of the country. And Christian education is important. And, and Sean, I'll, let me just go back to that. Okay, so I said in my opening monologue, you've got, you know, there's Christian schools, there's private schools, there's there's just private schools that aren't Christian schools, There's and there's homeschoolers. What's the best way to educate your child? Yeah, so I think the most biblical way to, to educate your child is probably homeschool. Um, however, most folks are not equipped to really do that, or at least to do it well. Uh, some do it very effectively, some try, and it doesn't work out. Uh, but if you don't have that at your disposal uh, as an option to do well, uh, we firmly believe that Christian school is the next best option. Uh, for us, it certainly has been the case. And we subscribe to something called a kingdom education. And that just is rooted uh, in a, from a book by Glenn Schultz by the same title uh, that just focuses on biblical principles about educating our kids. Uh, it really helped me both as, as an educator and as a parent. And it brought a vision uh, to Cambridge Christian School as it did my previous school. Brad Grable, you're the Bible department head, you're a teacher. Talk to me about how did you end up at Cambridge Christian School? Well, the short answer would be that God led me there, but uh, I... That's a great Sunday school answer. It's fantastic. That's I love right. That. All sure. right, moving on, Sam. Okay, no, seriously, Brad, what? The um, fact is I was um, a pastor for about 23 years, sure. started in youth ministry and Christian education, and then uh, several years as a senior pastor. But when my last church ministry position uh, came to an end, not for any bad reason, but just it came to an end. Um, I was living in St. Petersburg at the time, and uh, my youngest daughter still had some 
high school left to go, and we had promised her that we would not move and allow her to stay at the at the school. She was attending a Christian school also. So I began looking for a position to, to still serve the Lord in this local area, um, and I had had a sort of a pattern. My, my pastoral ministry was more teaching, I guess, than, than preaching. So um, I contacted several Christian schools, and um, none of them seemed to really match up right away. So I was on the brink of um, signing a, a deal to um, work for a, a pest control company for <laughs> uh, like killing bugs and uh, dealing with pests. Well, that's really, there's really some spiritual paradigm within that pest control, because really we're trying to control Satan and his pests. Sure, and sometimes people think of teachers as pest control experts, too. But um, the, um, uh, the, the the door swung open, obviously, for Cambridge, and, and uh, I thought, thought that I would enjoy teaching in a high school environment or a classroom environment. But I didn't realize how much I would enjoy it. So I've been there for 19 years now. Well, so you've enjoyed it. I have. That's cool. Sam Cuff, you graduate in May of 2018. That is true. Provided that you pass all your classes. Assuming so. I like to think I'm doing pretty well. Sean, is that true? I can confirm okay, that. All right, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Just so you're not living in a dream world or anything like that. Okay. So, Sam, you're going to graduate in May. How, in, in, you know, just really, really short. How did your experience at Cambridge Christian School prepare you for the next step of your life? It's everything that we do at Cambridge is to equip all the students with knowledge and a firm basis for what we believe. And you really get a sense of how important that is our senior year because Mr. Grable, who teaches all the seniors uh, our Bible class, our main focus is apologetics and how we can defend our faith when we move off to the, just the whole world that we're about to go experience. Sean Minks, how are you doing? Give yourself a grade on are your students prepared when they graduate, when they put that little tassel and they flip that sucker over to the other side? Are they prepared to say, I work for him no matter what their job is when they get out of council? I think we do better on that. I think we do better on that every year. Uh, I, I know I, my communications with the students and what I hear teachers and other educators on campus communicate to the students. I, I've said it even in speaking in chapel, is our, our desire, our dream, and our prayer for all of our graduating seniors is that every one of them will be in full-time ministry. And that's not only defined as uh, going into the pastorate full-time, hitting the mission field full-time, uh, but whether it's in a, a court of law or the dentist's office or wherever that place may be that God is directing them, that'll be their place of ministry. The main thing being that they are chasing after, with reckless abandon, uh, what God has for them, where he's taking them. So, Sam, Sam Cuff graduates in seven months. Nope, six months. Oh, now the pressure's on. It, it's It's less than six months, actually. Okay, so... How do you feel prepared? I mean, are you ready? Do you understand that no matter what, what do you think your job is going to be? Do you have any idea? What kind of jobs have you had up to this point in time? Are you 17 or 18? I'm 18 years old. All right, have you had a job yet? Uh, not official jobs. Come on, mom and dad. This kid needs to work. We all had to work. How come he doesn't I've, have to work? I've done okay, little. I've done little things. I've worked for my dad over the summer. Okay, well, he's, that, that he's counts a as a job. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay. So, so you work for your dad and you got paid, right? Yes. Okay, that counts as a job. <laughs> okay, so in that job, how did you connect what you've been taught for all these years at Cambridge Christian School? with that understanding that your workplace, even as a contractor, especially as a contractor, 
that that you really have the ability to be a minister in your workplace? Uh, well, I very much do see that in my father because he's a really big inspiration to me and one of my biggest role models. And he just has a really good work ethic, and that's something that you know we teach that well. That's taught to us at Cambridge, and I think a really big thing when you're working in any environment is to reflect the character of Christ in any way that you can by just being good for other people and just showing the love and compassion that Christ would show for us. I like that. Brad, you get a lot of stuff. How many students are you teaching at any one point in time? I mean, how many classes you got? Six classes. Six classes with how many kids? It varies. I have about a total of about 85 kids that I see throughout the course of a day. All right. So you're teaching Bible. Anything else? Uh, Senior level Bible and junior level Bible. So it's pretty intense. What are you teaching them? Well, uh, just to hook on to one of the things that Mr. Mink said a moment ago, we're not naive. We realize that God has seen fit to bring us some students that don't even know Jesus yet, at least know him in a personal way. And so we look at our role as uh, helping whether a student knows Christ or has not known him yet in a personal faith way to take one step closer to Jesus. um, and, uh, And if you are a Christian, to take the next step in serving him and living for him, becoming more like Jesus. Uh, we, in the Bible department at our school, uh, especially in the upper grade levels, our focus is is less on filling up a mental data bank with, data bank with uh, a knowledge base. We hope that they have that, but we want them to start now thinking in terms of applicational stuff like um, what what is the correct way to see the world in which I live, a, a biblical view a lens through which to see the world the way jesus would see it to value the things that jesus values to um say no to the things that jesus would say to to think more and more like jesus thinks we we live in a a culture that is continually shifting away from that for sure Yeah, in the 19 uh, years you've been a a teacher at cambridge christian school have things changed a little oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) sean i mean how long have you been the head of school at cambridge christian school so I came five years ago, uh, but just became the head of school. I was assistant head of school for okay. my first three and a half. So I'm just uh, finishing up my first full year as head of school. All right. So what a great privilege that is. So when you look at how the world is changing, because, I mean, literally, Brad, 19 years ago, nobody ever would have imagined that we're dealing with uh, same-sex marriages, that we're dealing with 60 or 70 different gender identifications on Facebook. First of all, 19 years ago, you weren't even dreaming about Facebook. Which that's turned into kind of a nightmare, isn't it? It's that kind of a dream. And, and, and no, Sam, I'm not going to ask you that question on on Facebook. I mean, how have you guys adjusted as the culture has gotten more and more? Hmm, it's just anti-Christ follow. I mean, it, it's really an anti-Christ following culture. Yeah, it's um, you know just the the second you think you've kind of caught up to it, um, it, it moves out ahead of you. That curve is it's kind of like technology; it's always pushing out ahead of us. So. We have to be in continual pursuit of it. Um, you know, I think Colossians 2.8 uh, talks a lot about, uh, and this is really what our kingdom education is based on. It's what we try to base our school on. Uh, Colossians 2.8 talks about, uh, C2, it says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy um, and, and goes on from there. And we certainly see no shortage of that today, whether it be via social media or any number of other uh, things that the students have access to. Um, but instead, Second uh, Corinthians ten five, this idea of being taken captive, uh, we want to take captive every thought uh, to make it obedient to Christ. And uh, so that's what we desire to do as a staff, and it's certainly our, our prayer for our students. So let's talk, I mean, when, when a parent 
First of all, what grades are you guys teaching at Cambridge Christian School? We are uh, infants all the way through 12th grade. All right, so K2 essentially to 12th. Actually, cribs. You actually 12th. do cribs to 12th? We do. We do. Wow. And what are you teaching those kids in the crib? Sorry, just kidding. All right. So when you, I mean, the church doesn't deal with a lot of things that are pretty uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but you don't have a choice of dealing. You have to deal with some of these uncomfortable mm-hmm. things like pornography, uh, the sex outside of marriage, uh, dealing with, um, you, you, I'm sure you've had to deal with the same sex uh, attraction craze and all these different gender identifications because high school students, for certain junior high students, they're struggling with these issues and they're... Depending on what kind of family they come from, they're either yay or not, and either yes or no, or getting some perspective. How are you equipping those students to deal with those issues, like Brad said, with a biblical worldview, to make sure that they're ready to face? He's, you know, Sam says he's going to Florida State University. Mm-hmm. Go Seminoles. Somebody said that out there. Um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm, I don't. Just, I'm not a Seminoles fan. I'm not really any football fan, so don't call me. Don't send me emails complaining about college football. How are you How are you touching those subjects at the same time as discipling these kids to embrace Jesus? Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's a tremendous responsibility. The first thing that comes to mind for me is uh, under a kingdom education model, we want to partner with the church, that small C church. In our case, we're not a ministry of any one specific church, and partner with the parents in that regard. So we don't pretend as a, a Christian school, we don't want to do that on an island. We don't think that would be healthy. We don't even think that would be biblical. So the idea is to partner with them uh, in, in pursuit of a, a biblical worldview, presenting a, a consistent view of that from those three places. However, as Mr. Grable wisely pointed out, we are an outreach Christian school. And so we have families from all walks of life. We know uh, all sitting here that even in the church, these views are controversial. We know even that the research says from Barna that even with, within born-again believers, who that their view of the world, uh, their, how they would define a biblical worldview, even looks a lot of different ways. Well, in our case, we have uh, families in some cases who have never darkened the doors of a church and aren't coming to Cambridge because we're a Christian school. They may be coming for entirely different reasons, and that's great. We love that they're coming because their kids and their families are going to be exposed to the truth. So my point in, in response to you really is it's a, it's a team. Uh, we, we do subscribe in this case to It Takes a Village, and we want to present them um, uh, as often and as consistently as we can with the truth of God's Word. Mm. And so that extends beyond Bible class and chapel. Uh, that extends uh, to the sports team experience. Uh, it extends to math class. Uh, that biblical truth would be integrated into every one of these areas. Now, math is the easiest subject to show God is involved because it mm. all makes sense. Everything is explainable with math. All right, Brad Grable, you're teaching Bible. you got mm-hmm. six classes, 85 students, but you are under the leadership of Sean Minks. Right. We, talk about, we talk a lot on the show about biblical leadership, servant leadership. What kind of a leader is Sean Minks? Uh, words, I guess, that I would use to describe uh, Mr. Minks would be words like uh, kind, respectful. Uh, He's definitely an organized person. He is uh, available to those who work with him and for him, Uh, takes a purposeful approach to his leadership. But one of the biggest things that I really appreciate about about Mr. Minx is that he uh, definitely uh, understands the the role, the the work, the opportunities, and the challenges of teachers, having, having been one. There's nothing quite so frustrating as working for somebody who doesn't really know what it is that you're supposed to do and how you, how, how it actually happens. Uh, I really appreciate that aspect of, of Mr. Minx. How do you see him interacting with the parents? 
Well, he does it a lot more than I'm able to see, uh, but his... Um, <laughs> and you're grateful for that, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, his his knowledge of parents, uh, interacting with them, whether it's at a football game or in um, just going to the school play, uh, he knows many, many, many of them by name, and that's... That's not always true for headmasters. No, that's huge. I, I love that. All right, we're talking with Sean Minks. He's the head of school for Cambridge Christian School right here in Tampa, Florida. And we've got graduating senior Sam Cuff. Well, he thinks he's graduating, and his mom's listening. And yes, mom, I'm just kidding. All right, and we've got Brad Grable. He's not a doctor, so I can't call him Dr. Bragger, but he's Professor Brad Grable. All right, we can call you professor, can't we? If you like. Yeah. Bible professor Brad Grable at Cambridge Christian School. Brad, what is the most fun part of your job every day? Well, I I enjoy very much those moments when students have sort of one of those aha moments when the light bulb comes on, when they ask a question or they respond to one of my questions, and it seems like they've captured an idea that they had never had uh, crossed their mind before. Um I was sharing in our faculty devotions this morning the story of uh, the famous mathematician John Nash from MIT. It's the story of uh, A Beautiful Mind, that famous movie mm-hmm. and book. This brilliant, brilliant man back in the 50s and 60s who began hearing voices and seeing people who weren't there and sort of just getting all confused. But eventually he, with help, um, learned to distinguish the true voices from the false voices. And that's really the goal. And what I when I see a student being able to discern between all the all the confusing voices out there and really zero in on the right voice the voice of of god through the scriptures or uh, some other way that god speaks to them that that is a wonderful wonderful moment when that happens it's huge it is for students to be able to learn that that is a huge i'm still learning that because there's times where we get confused sean as head of school for cambridge christian school how much time do you actually get to interact with i mean you're, you're busy you're an administrator you're, you're keeping the place running you're, i mean you're like the you're like the ceo the coo the cfo i mean you got all different kinds of things going on how often do you get to interact with the students and to get to hear hey this is how my experience is impacting me every day uh number of minutes every day not nearly as many as i would like for sure uh lunchtime often mornings and afternoons other than that i would pretty much be interrupting their classes but uh, every day I make a point to be out there and interacting with them. The day when, when that's not happening anymore, I feel like, is the day I need to hang it up. Sam, talk to me. How long have you been at Cambridge? I have been here since, um, okay, so I came sixth grade, so okay. it's been about seven years. Okay, so as a sixth grader, talk to me about how Cambridge Christian School has impacted your faith walk, how, how it, the teaching that you're getting in all of the subjects is drawing you closer in your walk with Christ. Definitely before I came to Cambridge Christian, I already had a Christian background because uh, I, I had two different households, both of which were Christ-oriented, which was great because I already knew that I'm on a good path towards bigger things. But when I got out of elementary school, I didn't know where I was going to be going for middle school. Um, I met two of my friends who told me about Cambridge Christian, and my mom decided to send me there, and I wasn't so sure cause, just because I didn't know anybody. But I didn't know like how much experience that I would be getting from the school because they teach me new things every day, some things that I still don't even uh, quite know. But I just remember my first year being like, wow, I didn't know all this stuff about the Bible. I didn't know all this stuff about Jesus. I just All I had known up at that point was that Jesus had died for me. 
Well, and it's in somewhere in that middle school years is when we stop thinking two dimensionally. We start thinking three dimensionally. And you have to make the faith, you know, your parents' faith have to make it your own. I mean, it's we all had to do that. We all had to go. No, I'm really going to do this. I'm really going to go all in. What was that moment for you when you said, "Yeah, no, this is for me. I'm going to be a Jesus follower the rest of my life." It was definitely okay. So. The summer before I went into high school, before ninth grade, I had gone to uh, Camp Idlewild uh, with Idlewild Baptist Church, and that's it's always a really good time there. But the first time I'd ever gone there, the it was the final day of the camp, and they were asking if anybody had wanted to be baptized in that lake. And I had already been baptized as a baby before, but... To me, there was a really big significance for making it my own choice to have had been baptized. And it was then where I kind of, I I cried a little bit about it too, because it was really important to me. And I knew then and there that I wanted to be a follower of Jesus on my own terms and not make it something that my parents had set up for me. And for those of you thinking of being baptized in a lake, well, that's no big deal. Well, in Florida, keep in mind that when you get baptized in a lake, there's alligators and poisonous snakes. So you really are putting your life on the line for Jesus to get baptized here in Florida. And I'm not kidding, right, Sean? I mean, there's there's alligators in every stinking lake in this state. Every puddle, I think. Yeah. It's unbelievable. How cool, Brad, is it that each and every day you get to teach students about Jesus, about the scriptures, that talk about Jesus from Genesis all the way through and you get to point them in the right direction. How often do you get to have conversations with students who are asking you legitimate questions on, tell me, Mr. Grable, what it really means to be a Jesus follower? Well, we often in our classes, at least in my classes, we set aside time every couple of weeks for what we call just open discussion, where students can bring their own questions. Instead of me setting the agenda, it's sort of an open forum. And we get some pretty uh, remarkable questions, and it obviously demonstrates that students are interested in not just the surface of what the Bible says in terms of, you know, the stories where Jesus was born and, and uh, you know, things like that. They want to know the, the whys, not just the what. And uh, they ask questions about, you know, destiny questions and theological questions and how to answer the tough questions that other people ask them. And we, we, poke, we poke as many holes in some of those arguments that they get faced with as much as we can in, in a loving way. We talk often about that passage in in First uh, Peter, you know, always be ready to, with gentleness and with uh, with respect, um, share not just what you believe, but why do you believe it? And we spend a lot of energy on that. We, we hope we're making some of that stuff stick inside their in their minds and their hearts. Do you ever, when they're going away to college, do you hook them up with organizations, apologetics organizations like Ratio Christie to be able to say, hey, when you go on campus, here's a place where you can go get further equipped for apologetics. Ever heard of Ratio Christie? I have not heard that name, no. That's what I happened to have here on the air, I don't know, earlier this year, and they, they were specifically working with college students, mm-hmm. equipping them uh, for to be apologetically equipped on the canvas. We send all of our uh, graduates through a what we call the senior interview. It's like they're their final Bible exam, but it's done in an interview where they they must demonstrate to us that they have a firm grasp of what a biblical worldview is. Our prayer, of course, is that they personally embrace that view, but even if they don't, we want them to not leave us without being able to say, yes, I I understand what you've been talking about. I understand that this is the way the the Bible says I should see the world. And in that interview, one of our big... um, I'm sort of giving away a piece of secret here because Sam has not had his interview Sam, yet. Sam, plug your ears. That one of the things we encourage just about every single one of those interviews is that 
when you step onto the college campus, one of the first things that's got to be a priority for you is hook yourself up with a, a Christian uh, faith-based organization, the Navigators or InterVarsity or one of the one of the denom- denominational groups that are on campus. It's 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 life or death, spiritually speaking. It really is. I mean, those campuses are tough today. I mean, they want to eat people alive. There's just no question about that. All right, so Sean, let's talk. Let's talk a little business. I mean, this show is not about business. It's not about trying to drive traffic to Cambridge. But you know, if people are looking, let's tell them where to find it. Yes. So the website is CCS Cambridge Christian School Lancers dot com. So I take it your school mascot Lancers. Correct. So the people that are, that, I mean, it's like a sword kind of deal? It is. Okay. Uh, it's not exactly a sword. It's a lancer. Don't ask me to explain the difference. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I won't. I, I won't ask you, but I'm Thank thinking you. it right now. I know. All right. So we're people want to get enrolled. You guys are doing enrollment right now for next year. Are you about ready to start enrollment for next year? What, what's the deal? About ready to start. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, right after the new year. We start to head out of that Do you have openings season. for next year? Oh, yes. Certainly. Come In on. every come grade on, come or on. not? Well, no, at the moment, sure, but that won't be the case at, at some point. We will fill up in, in multiple grade levels. Very cool. Do you think you're going to go back next year as head of school? If they'll have me. Okay, all right. So That's my plan. Where are you guys at in Tampa Bay? I mean, where's the school right. at? So we're just north of Hillsborough on, on Habana, right in the heart of Tampa. So we, we draw from all sides, all parts of Tampa and beyond. So 61st north of, okay, all right. There's some great Venezuelan and Latino restaurants up that way. I've yes. got on business. So there's some good ones up there. All right, I just have I've seen them. Sorry, a little distraction by food. What is the <laughs> biggest thing Sean Minks, head of school for Cambridge Christian School, that you want people to hear about Cambridge? I don't think there's anything like Cambridge in Tampa. You know, you cross the bridge and there's Christian schools all over the place in the St. Pete area, uh, but in Tampa, I don't I don't think there's anyone that's tr- that's doing what we're doing right now. Um, you know, really promoting a biblical worldview, but also uh, with a commitment uh, to excellence that we have per our mission statement. Uh, you know, we want to be excellent because Christ is excellent. Uh, we don't want to be excellent just because that's the catchword that every school uses. We truly want to reflect Him. If we have Christian in the name of our school, uh, we better reflect Him. And there is there is nothing or no one more excellent. So. That's our goal. Uh, you know, because we're a Christian, a lot of times a Christian organization or a ministry can be somehow, this is really sad to say, but somehow cheapened because it's a quote-unquote ministry. We believe we have a mandate uh, to be the opposite because Christ is at our name. Excellence. You, you've got a mandate for excellence. I mean, that's our light in the community. Right. Brad Grable is the Bible teacher. At, are you just one of the Bible teachers? I mean, you're just teaching juniors and seniors, so I imagine there's I'm, others. I'm just one, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so... I asked you the question before the break, is Sam Cuff ready to answer the age of earth apologetic question? Is he? We have talked about where the earth came from and, and why we believe that the most reasonable explanation for the earth's existence and life on the earth is the biblical explanation. All right, Sam Cuff. Leading, and I put quotes under, leading scientists have come up with... <laughs> and those are leading scientists that can afford to get published and be promoted by the left-wing media. They have said that the Earth is four and a half billion years old. That's with a B, billion and billion. All right. But leading apologetists say that the Earth is 6,000-some years old. You go on a college campus. You're going to Florida State University, where, by the way, that is not a Christian university. There will be people there that will hate you just because you say you follow Jesus. That's the good news. How do you how do you defend your position? 
Well, I definitely do not know the answer to how old the Earth exactly is. I just know for a fact that there's no other possible explanation for its creation. That's the most... That's the biggest thing that we have talked about this year at Cambridge Christian uh, in my senior Bible class. And I think that there's just a plethora of evidence that supports that with um, just the biggest thing that stands out to me is are the factors that have to go into the creation of a universe to the creation of life itself. And the odds are just so far against you that... There's no other logical explanation except for creation by God. You mean that we all evolved from primordial goo? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, uh, we could go that. I, I loved that that uh, Star Trek episode. And when, yeah, but you know, <laughs> Sean is thinking, you remember that when Q, right before Captain Picard, he goes, oh, look, those proteins just came together and that's primordial goo. That's you. I'm like, yeah. whatever. Like, that could just happen. How many people have seen random, incredible things happen and it could explain any part of the human body, let alone any part of a tree? I just, it's incredible. Indeed. All right. So I'm going to tell you that, Sean, or that, uh, Sam, people are going to eat you alive with that explanation. You need to dig deeper because you're going to go on campus. You're going to be surrounded by kids who, college students, not kids, young people, who, um, are absolutely astoundingly firm atheists because they've been hurt by the church and they study atheists study. They want to study and you'll be surrounded by Christians who like they follow Jesus, but they don't really know why. And then you're going to be followed by people who are agnostic, who, who they either one way or the other, they don't really care. They just know that you're wrong because you're making them uncomfortable because you're standing for Jesus. How do you handle that pressure? Well, and, and like you said, I think a lot of it is people are being hurt. Like they, they feel hurt and, a lot of them, which is a sad thing for anybody who does this in an argument, is to attack their opponent, um, calling them stupid, saying that they don't know what they're talking about. When if you've gone to Cambridge Christian, you should know what you're talking about because that's what we're equipped for. I think it's ridiculous for people to try to make you feel uncomfortable for what you believe in, especially when you know that thing that you believe in is so significant for thousands and thousands of people millions across, yeah millions of people who just live on this planet who devote their lives to a loving god and they love this god back here's one just super clue for you and then we're going to move on to sean Ming's head head of school there at cambridge christian school is that when somebody attacks your faith they can't ever refute what jesus has done in your life so be prepared to talk about here is what my personal relationship is here's how it's impacted me and they can't say no that didn't happen you can say really yes it did it's in my head, not yours. Uh, because it's important. We have to, I mean, students like you, Sam, are the future of our country. You are so important to us, us old people. I know you look at us, we're in our, you know, I, we're in 50-ish. You guys are critical. If you can't stand for the faith and start bringing your digital generation friends to Christ, our country is, will will just end. We will be part of the World Union, which I've read the book. That's the way it ends up anyway, but that's after we're annihilated. Okay. Sean Manx, head of school for Cambridge Christian School. All right. Sorry. And, and Sam, if you need counseling it because I just hammered you so hard, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll call somebody. It's exciting to see students go grow from little kids to young adults like uh, Sam here who have embraced their faith and own it. 
how cool is it to be part of that and get to teach them how to write and how to do math and how to study? I mean, you teach them a lot of different things, but how cool is it to be part of that whole process where you're equipping students for real life? It's amazing. We're, we're beyond blessed. I'd like to follow up one thing that Sam just said, if I could, that he was talking about. You're uh, the head Larry Taylor. Larry Taylor uh, is the head of school out of Prestonwood Christian Academy in, in, in Dallas. And it's a school after which we model ourselves quite often. But he wrote a book called Running with the Horses, uh, in which he describes a, an experience on that secular university campus where he confronted a professor during class for promoting evolution and or I think origin of yours or whatever, something along those lines. And the professor calmly sat down in a huge hall full of students and said, okay, Larry, you have the floor. Please tell us what your view of, of the origin of the earth is. And Larry stood up to give his presentation. And to his horror, he realized he had about 15 seconds of material mm. and then sat down. And what he realized was he had been prepared and trained to disagree but not to defend truth and really present truth. Uh, it was great he could re- refute the garbage, but he wasn't prepared for the other. And so our goal is to, that our students would be prepared for both. And it is so true. Yet you guys also have to make sure your students can pass tests and get, mm. get ready for college. And I mean, there's so much in the discipleship platform that you guys are doing each and every day. I imagine that can be overwhelming at times. Uh, certainly, I would say more for the teachers probably than for me, but moment to moment. They're, <laughs> but you get to pass it on to the teachers. So, Brad, yeah. that's fun, right? Well, yeah, and, and the fact that we're talking about, I work for him right now, Sam's job is to be a student and to be the very best student he can be. In right. my class as a senior Bible student, but also in his English class and in his math class and in his science class, his his goal ought to be to be the best science student he can be, the best musician he can be. The the goal is to serve Christ with excellence on ev- on every level, and by so doing, then be ready to gain the respect of other math students and science students and English students in the future because he has put the work in, and they will respect the fact that he knows what he's talking about. Well, and, and it's a great mantle to be placed on your shoulders, Sean and Brad, as you invest in students. And Sam, as you've accepted this training, and, and only so much can go in, and we're always we're always learning. How, when you looked ahead, you, you've applied to Florida State. Have you applied to other schools, too, or just to Florida State because that's where you're going? I'm applying to more because it's always good to have a backup plan. <laughs> it's always good to have a backup plan because God might not lock your, might not like your first plan. When you look ahead to graduation, next summer, you're working for your dad next summer? Uh, well, if I get into Florida State, probably not because I applied early. To go to that early? Yeah, so early. that way cause my chances of getting in are a lot better. Sure. Okay. All right. So you go into school. What what degree do you think you're going to pursue at this point in time? Um, most likely, I'll probably wind up uh, with a business degree. Some sort of business degree. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Living in the dorms or living in an apartment? Uh, I would like to start out with dorms and then, you know, once I've built connections and friendships with people who I can trust to live with, then I would like to move up to an apartment. All right. So living in a dorm with, you don't have any idea who it's going to be. Like one yeah. of those do where they just assign you, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. That is going to be the biggest test of your faith, that first year of school. It will be an incredible experience, but it sounds like you feel like Cambridge Christian School has prepared you for that first day. Mm-hmm. 
Tell me how they prepare. What's the biggest thing you, your biggest takeaway from Cambridge about your faith? I mean, the education, we're, we're, we're the foregone conclusion on English that you know how to write, you know how to read, you know how to write a composition, you know how to do math. You probably even know a little calculus, maybe. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you know, you understand some science stuff. What is the biggest takeaway regarding your faith when you're walking onto that campus of the University of Florida? Or excuse me, Florida State. Yeah. When, uh, yeah, definitely not Florida. <laughs> oh, come on, people. Seriously, it's a college. Go ahead. Uh, the biggest takeaway that I've gotten from Cambridge Christian is if I keep a Christ-like mindset and a Christ-like attitude towards life, and I reflect that and I show it to other people, that other people can see what Christ has done for me in my life. Because I think it's one thing to be a Christian, but you know, to be negative and not show that people aren't going to see that. People aren't going to understand what's so good about Christianity. But when you show that character of love and righteousness, that's when people start to realize that there's a lot more to it. Very good. Sam Cuff, really appreciate you being on the show today. Brad Grable, appreciate you being on the show today. Sean makes last words. Why should people enroll their students at Cambridge Christian School? Ten seconds. They should do that if they feel led to do so. I mean, it's, it's a great product. Uh, we've looked this year. Ten seconds. Oh, boy. You're we've out of time. we looked this year at our graduates and what they're gonna, how they will be wired. And that's what our goal is. CCSLancers.com. CCSLancers.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field. But ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit IWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at IWorkForHim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at IWorkForHim and online, IWorkForHim.com. I work the number four, him.com.